Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Catherine Moody. Catherine is a senior editor at Industry Dive, where she oversees their HR-focused publication, HR Dive. In this episode, we talk about what HR professionals are most interested in, the importance of broccoli content, and doubling down on newsletters. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Brian. How's it going? Catherine Moody is a senior editor for HR Dive and has been watching the HR space for six years, driving HR Dive from a fledgling publication of under 10,000 subscribers to one of the leading platforms in the space. Before joining Industry Dive, she graduated from Indiana University with a BA in journalism. Catherine, thanks for being with me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. So for those who aren't familiar, what is Industry Dive? And then specifically, what is HR Dive? Right. So Industry Dive is a business journalism company. So we have 25 publications that do what HR Dive does, which is focus specifically on industries to keep executives in the space and decision makers in the space all up on top of the latest news, uh, whatever is affecting their industries. So it's interesting because our newsroom is over 100 reporters, but I only work with five other people. So the other reporters are covering things like the grocery industry and restaurants and biopharma and healthcare, medical technology, waste, all sorts of things that you could think of. Um, but we are focused on the human resources space. Uh, we cover things like talent acquisition, learning and development, diversity and inclusion, compensation, benefits, onboarding, all sorts of things. And we are a subscription-based newsletter. We're totally free to our audience, which is kind of a nice thing in, in today's um, journalism field, I think. But yeah, that's that pretty much covers that. So you have not a particularly large team, but HR is a massive category and you just rattled off some of the topic areas that you might cover. And HR means different things to different businesses, depending on size and region. And there's a million factors, right? It's really hard to be all things to all people in journalism. And so I'm curious how you think about telling HR specific stories to this broad and varied audience. HR Dive has a website, newsletter, webinars. It's free, right? It, good, the list goes on, but you are oh, monetizing yeah. the content. What content formats is your audience responding the most to? That's a really great question, mostly because our audience, like you said, especially in HR, is extremely varied. Uh, this is kind of unusual even for industry dive in that we are kind of more of a horizontal industry as opposed to a vertical, which might be more speaking directly to just biopharma execs and things like that. I think one of the things that our audience really responds to is just the core writing and, and what we go into our analysis um, that we provide for decision makers in the space. Um, I think a really great example today is we had a short little piece today about the Slack outage that happened yesterday that affected many teams and how that kind of has implications for HR and that people are feeling a little disconnected. And when the one way that people connect to each other goes down, especially at work, how that kind of uh, may disrupt productivity in a lot of ways. I think one other thing that we focus on as well is that we do have lots of offerings. The journalism that, that we work on is different from the things such as the webinars and that sort of thing. Our brand studio works on that sort of stuff, and they're fantastic at what they do. They're amazing at sourcing these people to talk to and, and, and all of that. But um, I think one of the things our audience responds to on the journalism side is that we go into things and topics 
with an understanding that our audience knows what we're talking about and we don't have to write for like a broader consumer audience. So they respond to that because we're talking to them as if we are one of them and and know where they're coming from and what they're dealing with. And I think that that is kind of one of the more important aspects of of our work and what our readers like. Sort of the inside baseball approach that you all approach to the topic area is really effective. But what type of stories or maybe categories are performing the best for you right now? What topics seem to be resonating the most within the HR space? That is really also a really great question because that has been interesting to watch since 2020, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, A lot of our content on working remotely exploded after March 2020, when many companies realized that they were going to have to do that. Funnily enough, some of that content not long after that, we did reopening content, which now looking back, we are kind of like, everyone thought that was what was going to happen. And frankly, things definitely changed. So to that end, things that we've done on hybrid work have been really, really hitting with the audience. People want to know what that even means. I think a lot of companies have different definitions for how that looks for them. And for that reason, that that content is really hit with the audience. People want to know how to do this. People want to know what benefits are working. People want to know what the big hitters are doing. The big names in tech, as you can imagine, Google, Spotify, some other big name companies have been making moves and our readers really love to read about that. Diversity and inclusion topics have also hit really hard probably because of of also events in 2020, the the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that. I think that really pushed our audience to really reconsider this on top of the fact that on our end, we've really staffed up our ability to write on those topics with our team. Those are the things that really seem to be hitting with our audience right now. Um, Other than that, I think we have some things that continually do very well for us. Our continual top story that has been the top story for about as long as it's been in existence has been something we call our salary history band tracker. This is a tracker that literally tracks which states and localities have banned employers from asking about an applicant's salary history during either the application process or during the interview, they're all a little bit different, but that tracker has really hit hard with our audience, I think, because it's one of those questions that every HR person has. What can they say during an interview? What do they need to be aware of during the interview? And it touches on one of the biggest topics, compensation. Everybody wants to make sure that they are on the same page regarding managing compensation selling, you know, your industry, your company to to an, a job applicant, making sure that you are on top of what everyone else is doing in your industry. I think that piece in particular just hits on a lot of these hot button issues for employers. And that's one of the reasons why it's like our continually top story. I think literally since it's been published, I don't think anything has ever unseated it. On the other side of the desk as someone who has in the past applied for jobs, being asked my salary history only to then not be told how much the given role pays during the application process is an imbalance in that relationship. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pay transparency has been one of those topics that also has really risen in importance just because I think employers are really spooked by it, but they're realizing that they don't really 
have as much choice in today's environment. You have LinkedIn and Glassdoor now providing these salary ranges on their on the applications um, on their websites, and Colorado at least now requires salary ranges be posted on their job applications. So this has been a huge topic for our industry because, like I said, employers don't love it, but they're realizing where the wind is blowing. Shout to Colorado. Good for y'all. Yeah. (laughs) There can be a bit of a push and a pull between the story that you need to cover and the type of articles that perform best. What's this balance look like for you? And I'm curious, even more specifically, what does that feedback loop look like so that it informs maybe future content strategies? Yeah, so we keep track of our analytics just like everyone else in journalism does. One of the things we think about here is sometimes one of our stories will do really well in a way that we do not expect. And sometimes we have to really drill down and figure out why that is. So for example, we realized one year that our coverage of something incredibly simple and something we thought would be more of something we call like a broccoli story. It's like, you know, this is important. You should know about it, but it may not necessarily be the most exciting thing for you to read about. It was about 401k limit increases. It's a very standard thing that happens pretty much every year. The IRS saying, you know, you're allowed to contribute X amount of money to your 401k, the very standard thing. And so we did a story on that, a quick brief on that. That did really well, probably because it's just something that is directly relevant to what HR people are dealing with at that time, whenever that comes out. And that's one of our biggest challenges is figuring out, you know, this is something you're going to need to know. But HR people, when they want to read something, they oftentimes want to read about whatever is impacting them right at that moment. And for us, finding that balance is Sometimes recognizing that it's an investment in our future readership to do these stories that they may not want to read right the second, but that is really important, particularly because we know that they will search for it later down the line. We want to be there when someone is Googling, you know, what is a salary history ban, for example. We want to be there to answer that question. And thanks to our tracker, we are up there answering that question, even if maybe when we first started writing about this, um, employers may not have been thinking about it at the moment. Our other trackers are are successful. They've done well, but none of them have hit quite like our salary history ban one, just because we really hit it right at the moment when HR people were looking for this information. And that's really kind of the challenge. You can never really predict what they need at any single moment. But I think one way that we've approached this and done this is, well, very classically thinking about, you know, what are HR people thinking about right now? Open enrollment, for example. When should we write about open enrollment? Should it be during actual open enrollment or should we you know, do our coverage when they're actually thinking about planning for open enrollment? It's one of those things that I think every journalist struggles with and trying to get your readers to, you know, you can't bring a horse to water or you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, you know, that kind of situation. I think every journalism group is dealing with that. But for us, it's really a lot about timing. Um, and that is also why we focus really hard on doing second day stories is what we call them for our big breaker news, which in our industry are usually bills passing or rules coming from regulators, that sort of thing. 
those tend to do really well because there's something they're going to have to deal with usually very soon. I'll get you out on this question. I usually don't ask about the crystal ball, but I am curious what's next for HR Dive on the content side. Podcasts have exploded in popularity over the course of the pandemic. Many HR practitioners, I think particularly in talent, are bullish on VR. Are you thinking about exploring any new content formats or distribution channels as you head into 2020, the back part of 2022 and 2023? Well, you know, one of the things I think that's made HR Dive so successful is that we focus so hard on the core product. Now, that being said, I know that there have been talks widely at Industry Dive for some of our publications. They're looking at events and that sort of thing. We at HR Dive have kind of looked at, you know, what are things that our audience wants and and would pay for? Uh, We do an identity of HR survey. We started it last year and it was pretty successful and we're doing it again this year. That's one thing that we're really trying to get into is kind of, you know, reports and surveys and, and making sure our audience feels like they can come to us as a source of knowledge, like a library of a sorts. But I think right now, especially with all of the changes in the work world that are coming. I think our big focus has really just been doubling down on the core product, which is the newsletter. We've been thinking about innovations on how to make that more accessible and more readable to our audience, even down to things like send time. You know, you really start thinking about things like that when you want your audience to be able to read your content at, at the time that is most, you know, good for them. But I think generally our focus really has been on finding those topics to own, owning them so that our audience has no choice but to come to us. You know, they they want to come to us for for the for the great analysis and and all of that. So that's really where our focus has been this year. I'm joined today by Catherine Moody of HR Dive. I am a subscriber to the newsletter. It is awesome. It is why I reached out to you in the first place <laughs> to you. do this interview. So doubling down on what you're winning on already is always a good strategy. And uh, if you are listening and you do not uh, subscribe to the newsletter and you're interested in HR related topic areas, I can't recommend it enough. Catherine, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was fun. <laughs>